Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, I get it. I used to be the one planning my day around finding a bathroom and living in fear of an accident. I tried the pills and pads, but they just weren't working for me. If you're living like I was, it's time to find an expert physician and ask them about Axonics therapy. It's not another drug. It's an advanced therapy that is proven to provide lasting relief for overactive bladder. Still not sure? You can even try it first to make sure it works for you. You're not alone and you don't have to put up with this anymore. You just have to take the first step towards finding real relief. Visit findrealrelief.com to find a bladder specialist. That's findrealrelief.com. Consult a bladder specialist to find out if Axonics is right for you. Results and experiences may vary. Risks can result from Axonics therapy that may require surgical intervention. Available by prescription only. For more information about safety and potential risks, go to findrealrelief.com. You're listening to the College Football Coast to Coast Show. Here are your hosts, Jacob and Tyler. Hey guys, welcome back to the new episode of the College Football Coast to Coast Show. Uh, we are going to dive into our second to last week, I believe. Yep. In the college football regular season. Um. So we are going to jump right into our first conference, and you know what that is. We're going to start with the ACC. Uh, In our first matchup, it's probably one of the biggest, if not the biggest, in the ACC this season, and that is number 10, Wake Forest. Yes, number 10, Wake Forest, going on the road to face the Clemson Tigers, who... Uh, open as a four and a half point favorite at home. Um, Tyler, I want to get your thoughts uh, exactly on, first of all, how Wake Forest can control this game um, in the second half, kind of like we've seen them do so far this season, where they've kind of came out lackadaisical in the first half of these games down towards the end of the season, and, and how they can uh, build on that and put and put together a, a full a full game. Yeah, like the main reason why that Wake Forest has been in you know so many close battles throughout the season is just this lack this lacking of a defense. This defense uh has given up a, a lot of points. You know, just look at the past two games on their schedule. They gave up fifty eight points in the loss to North Carolina. And then 42 points in NC State. The list goes on and on. We can keep going, uh, you know, giving up 56 points uh, to an Army team, you know, that likes to run the football and, and gas you. So it's going to be a challenge, even though that Clemson's offense has been struggling. I, I really feel like Clemson is going to be able to score. I think that week four, so the key here is uh, get into a shootout. You got to play it. You got to play it into your hands. Uh, Clemson's defense, uh, you know, has had some up and downs uh, throughout the season, but Brent Venables uh, will definitely uh, have a challenge facing Sam Hartman. And one of the best uh, offenses we've seen in college football, Wake Forest and Sam Hartman. Uh, I think that Sam Hartman 
is as good as any quarterback in the ACC along with Kenny Pickett. We could add two ACC uh, quarterbacks as Heisman finalists. We could definitely see Kenny Pickett from Pittsburgh and then Sam Hartman uh, from Wake Forest. But going back to this game, uh, Clemson is a four-and-a-half-point favorite. That is respected. Uh, you know, this is a tough uh, road trip uh, for Wake Forest to handle. Wake Forest uh, doesn't really have success when they go on the road to face uh, – Clemson, but this is a different Clemson team uh, from years past. Usually, uh, Clemson's got a really balanced offense. Like I said, DJ, uh, I'm not even going to attempt to say his last name. I'm just going to call him DJ. Uh, he's really had a not so great of a sophomore campaign, only eight touchdowns and seven interceptions on the year. You compare that to Hartman's numbers, he has 30 touchdowns and eight interceptions. I like what Wake Forest has been doing, uh, but I just think that the defense is just gonna you know pretty much do what they've done all season I do think that ultimately uh, this will get into uh you know play into more of Clemson's favor I think that Clemson's defense is gonna have a plan uh this will be a close game but I have Clemson winning this 131 to 28 yeah um I, I don't know if uh I trust Clemson at this point in the season I haven't trust them the whole season to be honest I mean, neither have I but this yeah. is a tough road trip yeah, it is a tough road trip for Wake Forest, especially after coming off of last week. Um, you know, had a rough game last week as well, you know, a hard-fought game. Um, I, I think this game ultimately, Wake Forest needs to come out in the first half and put together some drives because if it's turnover central uh, for Hartman in, in this Wake Forest offense, it could spell disaster for the rest of this game and, and, and climbing back on the road at Clemson is, is not an easy task. Um, I, I don't know. Um, I just haven't seen enough of, uh, Clemson's offense to, to know if they can put the amount of points up on the board that, uh, that are required to match this Wake Forest team. Um, so I, I'm going to stick with Wake Forest. Uh, I think it's a close game. It's probably a three point game for me. Uh, so I'm going to go 31-28, and uh, I'll take uh, the Demon Deacons. So the same score, but different picks. But, yeah, this is going to be starting off already a disagreement. So uh, <laughs> one of us is going to start 1-0, or one of us will be 0-1. So we'll go on to the next ACC matchup, and this is big. Uh, you know, both of these teams, uh, mm-hmm. Wake Forest and Pittsburgh and Clinch, and if you were here at the beginning of the season, Jacob had his wild ACC championship pick between Wake Forest and Pitt. And boy, oh boy, it could happen. Uh, it could be a reality come uh, this Saturday. So <laughs> the next one is Virginia at number 18, Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh opens up as a 14.5-point favorite. This Virginia team uh, has really been a stingy bunch. Uh, they've been an up-and-down team right now. They sit at 6-4. and four. Uh, they just got uh, throttled by Notre Dame, uh, you know, last Saturday. Just too overmatched. That Notre Dame team is starting to play uh, like their capabilities. Uh, Jack Cohn is playing to his potential. On the other side of the ball, Kenny Pickett in Pittsburgh has really been finding a groove. That defense has been improving uh, week in and week out. I expect this uh, to be – I think Pittsburgh is going to be able to score, especially after what I saw from the Virginia defense. They really struggled against the Notre Dame offense and I think Pittsburgh's offense is kind of on the same level of Notre Dame Uh, I think that Kenny Pickett though uh, you know he's only thrown four picks uh, on the year really good season that uh, Pickett is having I think that uh, Pittsburgh is going to have their way 
with Virginia, I think Pittsburgh is going to make a statement and clinch up, uh, you know, a trip to Charlotte to play, you know, Wake Forest. If Even if Wake Forest loses, uh, they still have a game against Clemson. So if Wake Forest beats Boston College, it will just take care of itself. But I think Pittsburgh will end up winning this game. I'll, I'll take Pittsburgh winning this one 38-24. Uh, to 24. Yeah, uh, I, I think uh, this game ultimately both teams both teams can score the football uh, pretty well, and this this Cavalier team is is nothing to uh, fall asleep on. They are definitely a force in the ACC now. Um, at six and four, they're in the hunt, and uh, here late in the season, and they look good. And, and a fourteen and a half point underdog against a really good Pitt team, a two loss Pitt team. Uh, is is really good. I mean, you're, you're you're the eyes are on you that you're able to compete with this team and, and take it into the fourth quarter uh, with some sort of way back in the game. At least that's in the eyes of Vegas. Um, for me, in my eyes, um, <laughs> I think that Pitt's defense is is something that we haven't really talked about much of, um, but they're good. I mean, Pitt's defense is is probably the best in the ACC uh, this season. And I think that's part of the reason why they're at eight and two. And I know that Kenny Pickett is really the reason uh, for that offense taking off and his veteran role on that, on that offense. Uh, but this, this defense uh, for Narduzzi really needs a lot of credit. Um, and I think they are, they deserve a massive award if they do come out on top and, and they do clinch here. And I think they will. Uh, pretty sizable. Virginia's good, but they're just nothing to, to keep up with with Pittsburgh. So uh, this one, I'm probably gonna go. Uh, man, I'm I'm gonna go pretty high. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go 38. Uh, actually, no, I'm pro- I'm gonna go 48, 35 in this one. I'm I'm gonna take Pitt. Yeah, a lot of points in that one. Yeah, I could definitely see it. both really talented offenses, but I'll, I'll be uh, interested to watch uh, how the defenses uh, will fare against these. You know. Two really talented quarterbacks as well. All right, and speaking of defense now, as we move to the no-defense conference in college football. Hey, now, uh, we got Baylor and Oklahoma State. Except for, well, except for this one team on this this game. Now, this is Iowa State. Iowa State and the Cyclones going on the road to Norman, Oklahoma to face number 13 now. It is a one-loss Oklahoma Sooners team who opens as a three-and-a-half-point favorite at home. Uh, man, Tyler, last week, a struggle for Oklahoma to stick around in a game against Baylor, who was all-out firing on all cylinders from the get-go. Uh, is there any way that Oklahoma bounces back and, and takes a sizable win in this one? I mean, Iowa State, you know, I know that their record is 6-4, and four, uh, but they got, uh, you know, an experienced quarterback and experienced running back in both Brock uh, Purdy and then uh, Brees Hall. They're coming off of a, a tough, heartbreaking loss. Uh, they lost in Lubbock to Texas Tech, and if you're watching Texas Tech, uh, the kicker nailed a 62-yarder uh, with three seconds left uh, to end it. And an upset uh, Iowa State. On the other hand, like you said, Oklahoma just shut down Caleb Williams. Uh, you know, after you know going up to the Texas game, and after that, you know Oklahoma's offense was rolling. Yeah, they had some struggles against Kansas, 
Uh, they had a, a blowout victory against Texas Tech. And then, you know, they go into Waco and Baylor's defense just suffocates them and they can't do anything. Uh, the main concern that I have right now, Oklahoma can't run the ball. And, that, and that's a bit of a concern because you got to be able to run the ball, you know, to take uh, the pressure off of your freshman quarterback. So, and this is going to be tough, another tough game for, because Iowa State's run defense is, is no slouch. They're probably not as good as Baylor's, probably a little bit uh, down on the, on the next tier. Uh, I do think this ultimately is going to be a close game. This always is. Uh, you know, a couple of years ago, Iowa State knocked off Oklahoma in the same position. Uh, Iowa State came into this one unranked. Oklahoma uh, was a top 15 team, and Iowa State ended up winning that one. Uh, but I don't see that happening uh, again this year. Oklahoma, I think, will be determined uh, to get a bounce back victory uh, after, you know, getting exposed by Baylor. Iowa State is just too inconsistent of a team for me. You know, one week they can beat a team like Oklahoma State and just absolutely shut down, uh, have su- shut down defense. They're going to need that defense again this week against Cale Williams uh, at home uh, where he plays uh, way better than on the road. But I think ultimately, uh, uh, I don't know, this could be, could be the high-scoring shootout or the offenses uh, can just get shut down. I'm going on uh, the trend that this is going to be a little bit of high-scoring shootout. Oklahoma doesn't really uh, have a defense, and I think that Brock Purdy is going to have a little bit of success. But I think this one is going to be a field goal game. I'll give the edge, though, to Oklahoma. I'll give them a 38-35 victory. Yeah, um, I I don't know if uh, I, I trust, like you, I don't know if I trust Iowa State right now, especially with the inconsistency, like you said. Um, I think the main concern for me is, uh, for, for Oklahoma, uh, like you said, is there's no run game. And I'm going to expand upon that a little bit and say that Lincoln Riley, uh, he really relies on the play action game big time. And it's all about deception for him, uh, to give his quarterback time in the backfield enough to get his receivers open. And that's why they hit for big plays. Um, is because they can draw that defense, suck them in, and throw something over the middle, and they're gone. Um, and, and they've they've had tons of success with it, as we've seen uh, over time in these last couple of years. For for Iowa State, they really just need to stick to true who they are. Um, when they start getting fancy, that's that's when things get get uh, a little. Uh, scattered around a little all over the place. Uh, I do think, like you said, I think this will be a field goal game. I I don't see it being much more than that. Oklahoma, I was worried about this and, and I know we've talked about it, uh, you know, off of, off of the show as well as on, but that Oklahoma doesn't have any notable wins. And I think that's why they fell to 13 as a one-loss team. Yeah, they also haven't really been impressive uh, in most of their wins either. No, they really haven't. I mean, you're talking about a team that struggled for three quarters against Kansas. So, I mean, it it really is a a big question mark for them now. Is Oklahoma vulnerable right now? Um, And I think the answer to that question is yes for me. Um, and I, I don't know if Iowa state can take advantage of it. They can get darn close. So I'll take Oklahoma like you, uh, I'll take the three points for them. I don't think they'll cover the spread at three and a half right now. 
Um, so I'm going to go 33-30 Oklahoma at home. Now and we're going to go on to the next game uh, in the Big 12, and this is another big one, uh, especially for Baylor if they want to stay uh, in the Big 12 race. Uh, Baylor is still in it, even though um, that they have the head-to-head loss. Uh, Baylor has one more loss uh, in the conference than Oklahoma. It's, uh, you know, Baylor. Uh, so they got to go on the road, though, to Kansas State, so it doesn't get any easier from that. So we will see if this Baylor team can keep their emotions in check after a big win against a top 10 team, a former top 10 team in the Oklahoma Sooners. Kansas State is actually the home favorite, and it's it's, it's, it's going to be a close one. It's a one-point favorite uh, for Kansas State. Um, I think uh, these two teams are pretty even. You know, the, Baylor is 8-2. and two. Kansas State is 7-3. and three. I'm really surprised that they're not ranked. I guess that they really don't have a quality win uh, like Baylor does, but this is going to be a. I think this is going to be a grinded out game, a defensive battle. These two uh, defenses are two of the best. Uh, I think that Oklahoma State, Baylor, are probably the top two, and then Kansas State is is number three. Uh, quarterbacks uh, do enough to get the job done, but they heavily rely on their running game. You can just look at the stats. Baylor's got a guy over a thousand yards, and K State's is is close to that as we in uh, the season. Um, I usually don't really pick upsets in this one, but this is going to be my upset of the week here. I think that Kansas State uh, finally gets a, a big statement victory, gets their eighth win on the season. I think ultimately this game will be close. It's going to come down to the defense and whoever ultimately uh, has more turnovers and if you can score points off of those turnovers. Because I think whoever, I think few goals isn't going to be able to win this one. I think that the offenses are going to have to score touchdowns uh, in order uh, to get a victory. But I think that Kansas State's going to win this one. I'll go 27-24. Yeah, um, Kansas State's really impressed me uh, this year. And, and and I think they'll continue to impress me as long as they stay on the path they are. Uh, yeah, some upsetting losses, but they've won four of their last five in a row. Yeah, they're a hot um, team. Yeah, I mean they're they're rolling right now, and and the same as with Baylor. I mean Baylor had one little hiccup there. You're talking about a two point loss to a Texas Tech team, uh, or I'm sorry, a TCU team. Sorry, I'm all over the place. Hmm. Uh, to a TCU team on the road. So I I, uh, I don't know if uh, if I can take K State at home. I, I know they're the one point favorite right now, but I see that swinging probably back the other direction. Uh, and I'll, it'll probably end up as Baylor being the one point favorite on the road by the end of uh, by the end of this week uh, at, at kickoff, at least. Um, I expect it to be a close game. I'm probably going to give it a touchdown game here, a lower scoring game, because uh, Baylor does have some defense uh, to watch out for. And K-State does have a little bit of defense as well and can keep it a pretty close game. Um, I, I'm going to go uh, 20. I'm going to go 28-21, and, and I'm going to take the Bears on the road. Another disagreement. <laughs> yes, that's the second of the night, um, which means we're moving on to our next conference. Oh, we got next big, big, and we're looking at a top 10 matchup, top 7 matchup uh, in an all-Big 10 bout between number 7 Michigan State and the Spartans on the road to Columbus in the horseshoe to face number 4, the Ohio State Buckeyes and the Buckeyes open as a 19 point favorite at home. 
No respect uh, to Sparty. Yeah, let me get your thoughts because you were really high on Michigan State here these last couple of weeks. Uh, do you see that as a sign of disrespect to to the uh, Michigan State offense and, and what they've been able to do this season? Yeah, I think there's a lot of disrespect going on right now to Michigan State. You know, 19 and a half, you know, underdog, go on the road to Columbus, and then you have Michigan above you in the playoff rankings, even though two weeks ago Michigan State won. But, yeah, there's a lot of disrespect towards this Michigan State team, and they don't call it the Big Ten for nothing. This is a big game, uh, especially in the Big Ten East. If Michigan State uh, wins this one, I think the schedule, uh, you know, they still got Penn State after that one, and, you know, you get a – big win like this against Ohio State and you have to go back at home and you have to still play Penn State. So uh, these last two games are going to be easy uh, for both of these teams. Obviously, Ohio State after this game will have uh, the Michigan game uh, and that's going to be in Ann Arbor. So even if you win this one, the job's not finished yet. You still, uh, you know, got to finish the regular season uh, 2-0. That's your mindset. You got to go 1-0 this week and then you got to go 1-0 one more week uh, to clinch a really talented Big Ten East. It sucks that, you know, they got to play each other uh, to battle it out. But I think this is going to be a really good game. It's hard for me to think that this is going to be Ohio State blowout. I think that Michigan State, honestly, is pretty evenly matched. I think Michigan State's defense is more talented uh, than Ohio State. But Michigan State's defense is going to have a really tough challenge against Ohio State. Ever since that Oregon loss, this Ohio State team has really been different. Uh, the offense has gotten better. The defense has kind of been lacking, gave up 39 points, even in the big victory against Purdue last week. And so that is a bit concerning for me. Um, I think the key in this one, Michigan State's got to be able to run the ball. I mean, Peyton Thorne is not going to be able to win this one, you know, not to discredit what he's done all season, but it's just hard to put it all on a quarterback when you're playing a really talented team uh, in Ohio State. I want to go with the upset here. I've been really high on Michigan State, but I'm just loving what I'm seeing from Ohio State, you know, these past couple of weeks. Um, I think that Ohio State's going to be able to score on this one. It might get into a shootout. You know, we really don't see a lot of shootouts uh, in the Big Ten. I think it could, you know, be like that Michigan Michigan State game where a couple of weeks where Ohio State might get out to a big lead and Michigan State might uh, crawl back uh, uh, with some defense. But ultimately – if this game was at East Lansing, I would probably go with the Spartans. But since it's at Columbus, uh, where Ohio State hardly ever loses, I'll go Ohio State in this one. I'll give it a touchdown uh, win for the Buckeyes. I'm going to go 31. Actually, no, I'll give it a 10-point. 31-21 Buckeyes. Yeah, um, I I agree that there is a lot of disrespect to, oh, yeah. to, Mich- to Michigan State. Uh, and what they've done this season. I give all credit to Mel Tucker and what he's been able to do for that team this year um, and the kind of talent he's been able to grow, uh, not really go and get anybody. I mean, all you got was a running back. Um, everybody else really was, was there. Looked like the Heisman favorite too. Right. <clears throat> and I, and I think he's a big part of, of their offense, but ultimately I, when we look at Ohio state, uh, I think their mindset is going to be this is their last home game of the season. They're going to want to win at home uh, for, for the last one of the year. Uh, and, and they think they have a real shot for the national championship. Um, and, and kudos to them. I mean, I, I can't I can't fault them much for, for the kind of offense that they have. Defense is a completely different story. Um, 
I just think at the end of the day, Ohio State's too much. I think that uh, they're they're too good at home to lose. Uh, I can't remember the last time Ohio State uh, had lost at home before uh, this Oregon game earlier this season. So I mean, they're they're very good at home. Um, so so I'm gonna take Ohio State. I'm probably gonna give them by ten as well in this one. Uh, I'm gonna go twenty seven seventeen in this one with the Buckeyes. All right, both on the Buckeyes, and now we go uh, to their arch rival as number six Michigan goes on the road to Maryland to play the Maryland Terrapins, and Michigan opens up as a 15-point favorite, and this is all respect uh, to Michigan. Uh, Maryland coming in here at 5-5, five and five, so they need one more win uh, for bowl eligibility. It's not going to happen here. I'm not going to spend too much time on this. Michigan just has too much talent on both sides of the ball. Uh, Maryland has a really talented quarterback, obviously, to his uh, younger brother, Talia. Uh, he's been having a good season. Uh, you know, the one game that I watched was probably his worst game of the year against Iowa, where he threw like five interceptions and four of those coming in. So I'll be sure not to watch it. So, you know, he has a, a good game against Michigan. But Michigan's defense uh, is just going to give him a troubles. I think uh, he's going to throw at least one or two interceptions. He's going to have a hard time. Against the stifle of Michigan defense, and Michigan's offense is going to score a will against this Maryland defense, who's been struggling as of late. So it's going to be an easy victory for Michigan um, as they uh, look ahead uh, to the game against Ohio State. But I'll give this one 31-14 victory against Maryland. Yeah, uh, I think Michigan, the Wolverines have, have got the right recipe this this season. Um, and normally this is the time of year where we see Michigan start to deteriorate. Um, and we, and we haven't seen it yet. We've only got two games left to go with this one. And then, uh, you know, the big game against Ohio state, who, which uh, we'll get to that next week and who knows what's going to happen. Uh, this is really kind of a setup for me. I'm going to pay attention to the last game we just talked about and this game, uh, a lot to see where everybody's heads at. Um, is it really in this game or are we going to be thinking about next week? Um, and I think if, if Michigan's thinking about next week too much, it, it, this game could be a lot closer than they think. Um, 15 and a half point, or what is it? Is it? It's 15 uh, right it's now. It's even I'm... 15. Yeah. Um, or an odd 15. Um, <laughs> but uh, no. I, where you put it. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I think if, if McNamara gets off to a, a good start, um, if he gets off to a good start, I think this Michigan team will settle down along with Haskins in the backfield, definitely a running back that nobody paid attention to to start the season and has really uh, been the locomotive in the backfield uh, for this for this Michigan Wolverine team. So uh, I expect them to take control of this one. Maryland is just all over the place right now. Um, they've got a couple of good wins, but it really uh, all over the place with their defense. Uh, they, they show spurts of, of – a really strong elite team that could become uh, one day and and then they kind of fall back into the shadow of where they normally are. Um, so it's going to be the battle of the M's. Uh, I'm going to stick with uh, the M to the North and I'm going to go with the, the Michigan Wolverines. I'll go, uh, man, I'm going to go 45, 24 in this one. And now we're going to move on to the West Coast, and I think this game right here might be the largest game out West this year. 
um, by far. Yeah. It is number three, the Oregon Ducks, going on the road to face the number 23, Utah Utes. Now, let me just say that the Utes open as a three-point favorite at home against a one-loss Oregon team. Um, I I have talked your ear off about this game, I think, and to the point where I don't have much else to say to you. Um, <laughs> but I I think uh, I think Utah wins this game pretty pretty easily actually I, I just Oregon has played around with teams right now and, and I just I don't see them being a top three team I'm not sure what the committee's looking at um I, I mean I I don't think they want to knock them down because of you know, their win at Ohio State and right now they're just hanging on by a thread I would have knocked them down immediately when they lost to Stanford um, and that was really a, a abysmal loss. I mean, look at Stanford now. So I, I, it's just bad. And, and so I, I'm going to stick with Utah at home. Uh, I think they win by more than three points, man. I'm thinking more like a 10-point game. Uh, and, and I think it's going to be a pretty high-scoring game. Uh, so I, I'm probably going to go uh, – man, I'm going to go with a wacky score. I'm going to go 42-32 in this one. That is wacky indeed, and yeah, you've been uh, you've been really hyping this game up. It seems like a couple of weeks, and now it's here. This is this is a big game. I'm sure that we will see this matchup again in the Pac-12. Uh, Oregon is probably going to be the winner for the Pac-12 North. Utah uh, has a head-to-head win against Arizona State, and both of these teams have both played Stanford. One team lost to Stanford in overtime. That was Oregon. Utah, on the other hand, went on to Palo Alto and beat Stanford 52-7. to <laughs> Just let that sink in, y'all. Right now, the line is at three. I'm just looking at Utah's schedule. Usually, Utah can't really score on Utah. You know, they're just handing the ball. Utah can score some points, folks. So, they scored 44 against UCLA. They scored 52 against the Stanford team. Uh, Oregon only put up 30 points. Yeah, I know this is going to be different but i just think utah makes a statement here against oregon uh, i do think i'm going to go above the three-point favorite this is a tough place to play this is going to be a night game in utah going to be a sold out crowd uh kyle winningham is going to have an attack plan to stop anthony brown uh and that offense that's really just been surviving every week you know they put up 30 points a week with their defense you know even with Kayvon thibodeau has really struggled uh, these past couple of weeks to in some of these inferior opponents, you know, just escaping against, uh, you know, Arizona team. Uh, I know that Utah just played Arizona. They beat them 38 to 29, but I'm going to give Utah the win. I think that ultimately the winner will get into the thirties. The losers will get into the twenties. I think Utah's defense, uh, you know, they don't have, you know, a five-star athlete like Kayvon Thibodeau, but they got some dudes uh, on that uh, defensive line. And, you know, they got some lockdown corners. Uh, I think that they're going to give Anthony Brown some problems and could force some turnovers that could be costly for Oregon. So, ultimately, I have Utah winning this one, uh, 31-23. to 23. Yeah, um, one, one notable thing. Um, keep an eye out. If Utah wears all black, this game's a blowout. 
Oh boy, yeah, they don't <laughs> lose in, when they wear the all black. So I'm gonna have Never. to be on uniform watch. Uh, I might have to, you know, bump up my score a little bit and extend, <laughs> you know, that lead a little bit because it might get ugly uh, in Utah. But we will go on to the next one uh, in the Pac-12. This is still a big game. Uh, you know, Arizona State pretty much has to root for Utah to lose out if they want to uh, make it to the Pac-12 championship. Also, I don't really see that happening, but we'll pick the game anyways as Arizona State travels uh, to Corvallis to play Oregon State. Arizona State is 7-3. and Oregon State is 6-4. and Really good season for Oregon State. Uh, but Arizona State right now is a three-point favorite as we go into this weekend. This is a tough game to pick. Uh, you know, both of these teams could either have their best game of the season or their worst game of the season. Just look at their schedule. It's flip or flop. Uh, but this is a tough uh, road game. I'm going to go with Oregon State in this one. I think it's going to ultimately be a lot of points. Uh will be a close game. I'll give the edge, though, to Oregon State 35-30. Uh, to 30. Yeah, I won't spend very long on this game either. Um, main key takeaway for me in this one is that uh, Arizona State will, uh, you know, when you look at it, they're 3-2 and two in their last five games, and, and Oregon State is – is two and three in their last five games. Um, so Oregon state really looks strong in these last five weeks. I mean, your three losses, uh, to teams that they really shouldn't have lost to. Um, and, and it makes their record look not as well as it, it should be. Um, I think I have to go with Arizona state on the road just because I've seen a little more of them and, and I've seen what they can do. Uh, on both sides of the ball, uh, I think it's going to be a tough, tough night scoring for uh, for for Oregon State. Uh, really late game of the year. This is a a nine thirty uh, p.m. Central kickoff for us, so that's ten thirty Eastern time, uh, which is a really late game. Of course, the West Coast. It's... Yeah, I haven't stayed up for one single late Pac twelve <laughs> game, so I don't think it's going to change with this one. Man, they're fun, man. That, that's how I put myself. I mean, I'll be watching Oregon, Utah for sure. <laughs> but a lot of energy drinks to keep you up. Yeah. Um, no, but this one, I, I think that uh, Arizona State's going to take a, a smooth victory in this one. I'll give them a 10 point victory. Uh, I'm going to go 37 27 in this one. And another disagreement. <laughs> so now we will end our week 12 picks with the SEC and the first one is a top 21 matchup between 21 ranked Arkansas at number two Alabama and the disrespect continues for Arkansas as they're a 21 and a 21 point uh, underdog to the Crimson Tide that's just downright disrespect like come on you got to respect Arkansas's defense a little bit more uh, they've really been playing uh, lights out the last couple of weeks. Uh, Alabama's uh, offense uh, got it going last week. Granted, it was a one in nine New Mexico State team, but uh, they needed that two-no game, especially after their their offense struggled against LSU defense that's been up and down all season. Uh, ultimately, I do think that Alabama will, will win this one. It could get to that twenty-one point margin, but I just don't really see it happening. Uh, I do think that Alabama will win this one uh, by two touchdowns. Uh, Alabama's defense is going to give K.J. Jefferson and that offense uh, trouble. Will Anderson's going to be 
the X factor in this game. But in the end, I have Alabama win this one 38 to 24. Yeah, um, I'm not going to spend too long on this. I know we talked a lot about Arkansas, and we were pretty high on them to start the season. Um, Alabama, you know, the interesting loss and really been dangling uh, off the side of the cliff uh, when we were watching this LSU game. Um, and, and, you know, a big bounce back, but against New Mexico State, it's a, it's a cupcake game. <laughs> they had theirs a week early. Um so I I don't know if this game's even remotely close. Um, that's why I'm I'm probably gonna go forty eight twenty one. Alabama is just too hard to beat at home, and I expect them to cover. Now moving All right, on. So we'll go on to the next game in the SEC, featuring South Alabama at Tennessee. And man, Tennessee is a twenty-eight point favorite. I'm gonna let you take this one as you got a little red, white, and blue blood in you. Yeah. So uh, yeah, my my Jaguars are going on the road to face an <laughs> SEC easy. team. Uh, not the best SEC team, but uh, Vegas obviously thinks very highly of Tennessee at this point in the season. Uh, Tennessee struggled. I mean, struggled last week against uh, <laughs> against Georgia. I, I I think everybody has struggled against Georgia. Um, but I, I don't know this this game really is intriguing to me because uh, if I had money to put on this game, which I don't. Um, I probably would bet against that line uh, just because I don't see it being a 28-point game uh, at any point in time. Uh, just South South Alabama has, has been really shaky in the last five games. You're talking about three losses, uh, and all three of those losses, they've given up at least 31 points. Um, so I don't know if, uh, if it's the road... Uh, the road monster, because all those all those losses were on the road. Um, Tennessee's been playing well at home, with the exception of last week. So, uh, and, and of course against Ole Miss at home, uh, which is a completely different story. But uh, it's conflicting for me because I I attend South Alabama, I support my team, but I'm also from the state of Tennessee. Mm. Um, this one, I'm gonna go with Tennessee, uh, just because I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be smart in this one. <laughs> um, trying to get a, a good record and picks. Yeah, well, let's just say the number 31 is very popular with South Alabama lately. So I'm gonna take Tennessee, and I'm gonna go 31-14 in this one. I'm not really gonna spend too much time in this one. I think Tennessee is gonna blow the doors off of South Alabama, especially. After Jake Bentley has gone down, uh, it's been a different South Alabama team. Uh, they have some talented receivers. Uh, I think they'll, they'll be able to score on this Tennessee team, but Tennessee is just going to line up the scoreboard against South Alabama. But I have Tennessee winning this one 49 to 21. All right, so now we will go on to our New Year's Six Bowl predictions. Uh, last week was our first edition of it, so we will see after Oklahoma's loss. Did that do anything? Did it Baylor move up into the New Year's Six? And did Ole Miss, after their win against Texas A&M, move up? So we will start with the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl in Atlanta. So did yours stay the same? 
Yes, uh, I definitely stayed the same. Uh, not any movement to intrigue me of either of these two teams moving anywhere up or down. Um, and that is Notre Dame and Wake Forest. Uh, I think it'd be a pretty good matchup. And so they stick right there for me in the same spot. Yeah, I got a little bit of shakeup uh, throughout uh, my bowl game since I had Oklahoma <laughs> in the playoffs. So I kind of had to move the puzzle pieces around. So I still have Pittsburgh in here. I think that ultimately they're going to be the ACC champion against Wake Forest. I ultimately think that even though Wake Forest will lose this week, I think that they're going to beat Boston College and clinch. Pittsburgh will clinch this week. Uh, but if I had to pick uh, Wake Forest and Pittsburgh right now, it would have to be Pitt. We will see if that changes in the next two weeks. I I might change if Wake Forest goes on the road to hostile environment and beats Clemson. But uh, Pitt is going to be the one representative. And the other is a new one. Uh, I moved Notre Dame out of the Peach Bowl. You'll see in a few minutes where I have the Fighting Irish. I have Oklahoma State. Um, I think Oklahoma, like I'm going to stick to my script here. Oklahoma State will beat Oklahoma uh, next weekend in Bedlam, but Oklahoma will turn around and win the Big Ten. Uh, not the Big Ten, the Big 12. Uh, but So Oklahoma State will be a two-loss, but ultimately they should be a top-ten team and still make it to New Year's Six. And now the play, we'll head out west to the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl, and I'm seeing on your screen it's still the same two teams. Yep, I stayed <laughs> right where I was in the Man. Fiesta Bowl as well. Yeah, uh, Texas A&M playing good football right now, and same with the Michigan Wolverines. Nothing for either of these two teams to move. Definitely haven't moved in the rankings. Uh, so I, I got to keep them right where they are. And I have a new team. I had A&M last week, but since – you know, they just played. I got to give it to Ole Miss. I think Ole Miss uh, will finish 10-2 and two on the season. They got the Egg Bowl on Thanksgiving night. That's probably going to be their next toughest test. Uh, they got a cupcake uh, uh, this weekend. Uh, and then I still have Michigan. I do think uh, that Michigan will beat Maryland and then lose to Ohio State uh, ultimately, but still be a top-10, two-loss team. I think Ole Miss will be a top-10 team also when it's all said and done so. I would love to see this matchup. You know, these are two really different offenses. You know, Matt Corral and that offense likes to gun it, uh, you know, through the air. Michigan likes to, you know, be an old school offense and do a little ground and pound and a little throwing as well. So this would be a really interesting matchup. All right, now we we'll go to the granddaddy of them all, and you're going to keep with your trend and keep the same two teams. Yep, I'm going to stay the same in this one as well for the Rose Bowl. Yeah, not too much has changed for me. Um, just nothing nothing that jumps out to me. So uh, I'm really high on Utah right now, so I'm going to stick with the Utes there and definitely with Michigan State as well. Uh, I don't think they will come out on top against Ohio State, but I don't think it requires them to move at all. I think they'll stay right there. Yeah, I'm going to say the same as mine. I have Oregon – Though I have my prediction this week, I have them losing on the road uh, to Utah. But I think Oregon would win on a neutral side, more favorable matchup. On the other hand, I have Michigan State still in the Rose Bowl. I think even though with the loss against Ohio State, that won't really hurt their case uh, as, you know, they just need Michigan to do the same. I do think that Michigan uh, will finish uh, these last two games one and one. They'll lose to Ohio State, but get a home victory against Penn State. But yeah, still the same Oregon versus Michigan State. All right, so now we'll go to the All-State Sugar Bowl, and you're going to keep the trend. Actually, no, you're going to 
change it up mm-hmm. on us finally. You're yes. gonna add uh the you're gonna switch it up uh add a new Big Twelve team. Yeah, uh I dropped the recent lost Big Twelve team and I put in the recent winner in the Big Twelve to fill their spot. Big Twelve is so close right now getting here late in the season and I think Baylor has a lot more momentum than Oklahoma does at this point. Um so that's why I put Baylor in there. They have the head to head win. So I expect them to to play Alabama on this one. And I'm gonna actually I changed mine. I had Oklahoma State in here and then I have Oklahoma State playing in the Peach Bowl, but I have Alabama still still gonna say that they're gonna win out in the regular season but lose to Georgia. Uh, on the other hand, I have Oklahoma, like I said a couple of minutes ago. I, I think they lose in Bedlam, but become the Big 12 champs. I think Baylor, I mean, if Oklahoma loses this week against Iowa State, then I might have to flip uh, my pick. That means because Baylor would shift into the the Big 12 championship against Oklahoma State, and that could get uh, quite interesting uh, in the playoff race. But right now it's got to be Oklahoma versus Alabama, but these would be two fantastic matchups. All right, so now we will go on to what we all been waiting for is if our college football playoff rank, or not our playoff rankings change, but our college football playoff top four predictions change. So we will start with the Cotton Bowl, the two versus the three. Yeah, so my two versus three matchup will stay the same. Uh, I will have the interstate matchup between the Ohio State Buckeyes and the Cincinnati Bearcats. Um, I just think that both teams are right where they need to be at this point in the season. Uh, And and I think they both have uh, a pretty good path there if all things go right. Couldn't agree more as I have the same. Uh, number two, Ohio State stays the same after their impressive win against Purdue. Uh, number three last week for me was Oklahoma, but with the loss to Baylor, they now exit out and enter Cincinnati. So I'm going to be on the same uh, train as you. I think that with Oklahoma loss really opens up the door for Cincinnati. And, you know, if Oregon loses, that that opens up another door and then eventually Alabama. So this could be a really interesting playoff field. Uh, for this year, but right now, number two is Ohio State, number three is Cincinnati. And now the Capital One Orange Bowl down in Miami features the one and the four. Yeah, so uh, I'm going to get started with my number one and number four matchup. And of course, number one, I got to stay right there with the Georgia Bulldogs. Just They ain't going to move. So um, <laughs> Let's just uh, lock them in. Yeah, I have locked them in lock and key. I've thrown the key away. Um, so I think they're going to still be playing Oklahoma state. I think that this past weekend really lined up well for Oklahoma state. Um, and I think if they get another win this week, it'll really push them forward up in the rankings. Uh, and I think they'll finally see some, see some eyes looking on them, uh, from, from the college football playoff committee and enough to secure that number four spot with a win over, uh, Baylor in a big 12 championship game. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I'll go on to my prediction. Uh, number one, Georgia, you can lock them in even if they lose to Alabama. I mean, they're not going to lose in the regular season. They're not going to lose to Charleston Southern or Georgia Tech. They're just going to blow the doors off of those teams. So they could just, uh, you know, take the hour bus ride to Atlanta and stay there for a while, you know, prepare like three weeks for them. Uh, like you said, uh, you know, before the show, you saw that Notre Dame logo pop up on your screen, your question. So let me just go to the scenario and I'll you can open up some open discussions but I have number four Notre Dame 
now entering the playoff. Now, like I just said, Oklahoma and Oklahoma State will both cancel each other out. They're going to be a two-loss team. Like I said, Oklahoma State will beat Oklahoma and Bedlam, and then Oklahoma is going to turn around and beat them in the Big 12 championship. So they would be two-loss teams, so they will be presumably out. Uh, in my scenario, if I have Ohio State winning the Big Ten, that means uh, Michigan and Michigan State most likely are a two-loss team since Ohio State would run the table and go undefeated. So both the Michigan schools are out. And then Cincinnati, of course, they're going to run the table, win their conference, and go undefeated. Uh, so that's why I had number three Cincinnati above Notre Dame because Cincinnati uh, has the head-to-head victory uh, against Notre Dame. So Notre Dame's going to win out. I mean, they have uh, two uh, really easy teams to finish out the season. Now, the argument could be said that Notre Dame doesn't really have that quality win uh, on their schedule. I think right now you could say that Wisconsin's probably their best win. They're in the top 16 in the latest playoff rankings. But everything's just, you know, working out for Notre Dame. They're at number eight. And you look at the teams above them, you know, Michigan, Michigan State, uh, like I said, they both have Ohio State, and, you know, Michigan State has Ohio State and Penn State, so that's not an easy uh, finish. So Alabama will also lose to Georgia. They'll be out as a two-loss, so that's how I have Notre Dame at the four. So I'll open up discussion for you why you disagree with that. Um, I think my main problem with it is is that, I mean, once we once we wrap up those two games, Notre Dame really won't be playing for anything. Um. And I think that I had Oklahoma State in there because no matter what, if they go to the Big 12 championship, they're playing a ranked team. Um, so it's going to be a ranked matchup. It'll be a ranked, ranked matchup. Um, and Notre Dame's basically going to be resting. So I, I don't know. Um, I don't know if if I, I can put them there. And like you said, I, I do think their best win is against Wisconsin. Um and and I don't view Wisconsin as an upper echelon team as far as uh, you know overall caliber of the season, uh, and and I think that that loss to Cincinnati really showed that they're just not there yet, um, and I don't think that Notre Dame is there yet. I think their schedule lined up just right for them. Uh, still a good football team. Still have a lot of a lot of talent with with Ian Book. Uh, you know in that or i'm sorry i'm thinking of a long time ago um it is jack cone sorry um <laughs> the transfer from from wisconsin um i'm back in the old notre dame era yeah um, <laughs> i don't blame you <laughs> yeah um but i i don't know if if uh notre dame i just haven't seen uh enough of them in quality wins like you had said um there's a chance, but it's a long shot for me. I mean, all the, our predictions, you know, are pointing towards Notre Dame because we have Oregon, uh, you know, Michigan State. I mean, I have Michigan losing, and then Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, like I said, will cancel each other out. So I just have all the teams above them losing, and I just don't think that this could be the year that a two-loss team I could go over in Notre Dame, even though that they're not really in a conference. But if you're a two-loss team, then – you're probably not a conference champion. So, I mean, Notre Dame, that's what you, you're you going to need a lot. You know, our predictions pretty much had to be dead on uh, for that to happen. But 
like we said, you know, these New Year's Six predictions uh, will change, uh, you know, as the results go on. I know you pretty much stayed pat, but mine, you, you saw, you know, if Oklahoma losing, pretty much everything uh, got swapped. So yeah. already it's only been one week and my predictions haven't survived. So at least yours uh, survived one week. Yeah, I, and I think that the biggest thing for me, you know, closing as far as Notre Dame is, is that, you know, when you look at it, you've got an SEC team in Georgia. I mean, I, I, I'm just going to tell you what the committee is looking at, and I, mm-hmm. I see through the committee's eyes. And that's number one, Georgia being right there. You've got uh, number two is Ohio State, Big Ten team. Uh, number three is a group of five in the American Cincinnati um, and then presumably, so presumably your number four would be in also a group of five independent Notre Dame. So I just don't think the committee is going to award two group of five schools an opportunity to play for a national championship. I, I just, I think it's a long shot. Uh, never, it's never happened. So I, I can't say that it will. I mean, I can see them putting Oklahoma state in there because it's a, you know, they're a power five school uh, and nobody in the PAC 12 is good enough to make the top four this year. Um, And that's why I I just, I don't see two group of fives making it. So if Oklahoma state is your number four, do you have them beating Oklahoma twice or do you have Baylor in the big 12 championship? So I have Baylor in the Big 12 champion. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So so that makes more sense because I don't really think that Oklahoma State can beat Oklahoma twice. But if, you know, Oklahoma State already beat Baylor, and that's another thing. It's I'm just thinking it's like it's very challenging to beat a team twice, and it's hardly ever happened. Right. Yeah. And, and I think it lined up just right with Baylor getting a home win against against Oklahoma. I think that really that helped out Oklahoma State immensely. Yeah, Absolutely. Well, guys, that's going to conclude the end of our show. Uh, thank you, Tyler, once again for joining me in the second to the last. Yeah, it's just going to get crazier season. as the weeks go on. I mean, it is, it is, and I hope I'm feeling a little better for next week's show. I'm kind of under the weather this week, uh, kind of battling some throat stuff. My voice is going in and out, um, but. Uh, we will see you guys next week for the last week of the regular season. And it'll really be the telltale sign of who's going to make it to these bowl games because it's, uh, it's going to be crazy. And we'll be talking all there is for conference championships uh, in the weeks to come. And thank you guys. Uh, Once again, our social medias are on, uh, you can find them on, on all of our podcast platforms and you can, uh, listen to them here as well uh, and that is cfb underscore coast to coast cfb underscore coast the number two coast that's for instagram and twitter um and uh, we look forward to hearing from you guys uh, in the weeks to come thank you mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing chumba casino this year i was only playing for fun so winning this was a dream come true chumba casino is america's number one social casino experience it's serious fun with over 80 casino style games to choose from you too could win life-changing amounts of cash be like mary log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a whirl that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary void or prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details the voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner when shopify says you can sell anywhere oh they mean it hold up 
just got a new sale. Order fulfilled and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world! Ah, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors.